Hey, New Life Church, Rick Bazette. I'm glad to be with you. I love getting in the Word with you. So thankful that you guys love being in the Word as well. Some of you are back in the buildings. It is not the largest group we've ever had. Let's just say it that way. Uh, but we've never had more people, a part of our church, than right now in this particular platform. I'm so thankful to the campus pastors, the way they're pastoring you every day, uh, right there on social media, and then also on the phone, and then in a lot of different settings. Even small groups are trying to pastor uh, right now. We're still together. We're still a part of the church. And I love the verse that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. I'm so glad that God has given us big vision uh, to be strong together, not independent of one another. So I wanted to talk to you this weekend and buckle up for this because this is huge right now. I want to talk to you about your focus. What are you focused on right now? Your problems or your God? Which one seems larger to you right now? Several years ago, I heard a comedian, and he was talking about many years ago, in fact, uh, how difficult it would be to be the president because basically it's every morning someone going up to you and just waking you up saying, we have problems, big problems. <laughs> That's every day. I would hate that job. But you know what I've noticed? We're kind of like that now. More problems than ever before. I don't know how many problems I deal with every day, but let's just say it's about five a day. Uh, right now, it's more like 30 a day. And then the precision to get it right, it seems like if you don't get it right, it's going to create 30 more, which will be then added to the next 30 you're going to have tomorrow. And it can be overwhelming but it also can be something that you can handle if you understand your focus. So here's a question. Uh, do you have any problems right now? Uh, how are you dealing with them? Is the Lord involved in the solution to some of that? Uh, but do you know what alarms me the most, even more than that, is that I don't really see a lot of people uh, running to the Lord with the fundamentals like seeking him early in the morning, uh, running to the word, uh, worshiping him. Here, here's a way to show that. How many people have spoken this to you over the last few months? Let's call it last five months. How many of you have heard this said? I am stronger in the Lord than I've ever been. I've never had a relationship with the Lord this way. I have heard it even today, but not much. Because our attention is not on him. We've been diverted. We have taken a side step. Some of us, I have at times. So I was thinking about this in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter four and verse 20. Look at this verse. This will rally us together. Let's do this. So I want you to think about your problems, uh, things that you're dealing with. And look, look at this. Proverbs 4.20, my son, which means just about everybody. Uh, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Are we doing that? 
Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, like baked in there. For they are life to those who find them and hell to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, like get the word in there and protect it. I love when the scripture says for us to guard our heart. In another place, it's related to relationships, like guard your heart. It says, for everything you do flows from it. That's why you guard it. And keep your mouth free from perversity. Specifically, it says, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. It's easy to have corrupt talk uh, during these days, especially when your attention is not on the Lord. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your eyes. It says, fix your gaze directly before you. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. Basically, be focused on your God and not your problems. Recently, I've been swimming. You can tell I'm extremely fit. No laughter, please. Hold the applause. But I've been swimming a lot. And I like it because in the summertime, you can exercise without sweating. Fat boys, we don't like to sweat. So I've been in there a lot. (laughs) And swimming, doing good. You'd be proud of me. You just can't tell by looking at me yet. But I'm going to hang in there and one day, perhaps. But I was thinking about this as I was swimming. If I were to go to the bottom of the pool and inhale and then exhale, it wouldn't go so well for me. Although I am created to breathe, I just am not created to breathe in that environment. This is precisely the way that it is in the spiritual. Like we are made to live and move and have life with him, but not in the environment away from him. And we're trying to breathe and have life away from him and it's not going so well. We're not healthy. We don't have the best breath, spiritually speaking. If you called me, for example, and said to me, and and I'm talking about focused. A lot of us are so focused on our problems. And then if everybody else is just focused on our problems, when we call them, uh, then our problems get bigger. Here's an example. If you called me and you said, man, I'm so upset. I'm having problems, big problems, lots and lots of problems. Well, what's going on? Man, my mom just called me. You know, my mom loves me, uh, but my mom just called me and told me I was stupid and I was the dumbest kid on the block. And she also uh, told me that I was ugly. Okay, so we would go through that. But the longer we would talk about it, and we certainly need to cover this, but the longer we talk about it without bringing it to the Lord, it's going to make that problem bigger and bigger, larger and larger. So what does this mean? Does this mean that we shouldn't talk to one another about issues? No, you better. That's what the early church did. But what they did is they shared these things that they had in common, but then they would bring them to the Lord. And that's the reason why he added to them daily those who were being saved. Man, they were strong. So the verse I read earlier in Proverbs says, be careful, fix your gaze. 
uh, so you'll know whether to go to the left or to the right. Another verse like that is in Hebrews 12, 2, where it says, let us fix our eyes. The last one, fix our gaze. This one, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter. Now that word perfecter in the Greek means finisher. And so it says a finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. I got to pause just for a second. Let me deviate. Uh, this means scorning its shame. It literally means that he went to the cross with joy in his heart to destroy your shame. That's a good God. That's a God worth fixing our eyes on. Uh, but then it continues and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the beginning of this says to fix your eyes on the Lord. Here, here's how I say it. Here's how I've taught this through, through the years. If you are fixing your eyes on the Lord, you still have peripheral vision. Your problems are still there. You can still see them. They're active. They're real. There's no denying that. But your eyes are on the Lord. And he is helping you with these things that are all around you. But your eyes are on the Lord. The problem is, if we look over to our problems away from the Lord, then he becomes peripheral. And then we can't see with clarity what he's up to. We can only see what our problems are up to. And the beginning of this verse says that he's the author and the finisher. Like an author is somebody that writes things to you and is somebody who helps you finish things. And if he's at peripheral, he can't start these things and help us finish these things because our focus is off track. An example of this would be Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, he spent that night with the lions. And uh, can you imagine that? Be thrown in a den and it's covered. You, it's sealed. You can't get out. I am completely convinced that he wasn't looking at those lions. I believe he was looking at his Lord. I believe he was looking up. Like, Lord, I know you love me. The Bible says he protected him. He shut their mouth. Where the king stayed up all night worried about it, but not Daniel. Uh, this reminds me because uh, years ago uh, I was in Mexico and I was staying out back behind this house in this very poor subdivision with some teenagers. We had to sleep out there. We were doing missions every day and, uh, and we were going to put our sleeping bags out there. The owner of the house said, be careful, there's some rats in there. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm not really afraid of rats and mice, but I don't want to like sleep with them. I just want to know that they're over there, not over here. So I went in there and man, these teenagers went to sleep right away, but I couldn't. I kept hearing this noise, this scratchy and noise moving around. And that's all I could think. It was pitch dark in there, but I was still looking around. Where are they? What's going on? And then in the middle of the night when I was just about sleep, I felt that the claws inside just like, what? I did not sleep. All I was thinking about is the rats. I wasn't thinking about missions. That was the furthest thing from my heart. 
when we're thinking about our problems, man, it's like our mission is the furthest thing from our heart. So I was talking to you last week about the woman at the well and how this lady was, she was having some serious problems. Five husbands, uh, five divorces. Now just living with a man. She was loaded with shame. She was hiding out. She was lonely. She had no friends. She had no hope. She certainly didn't have any confidence. But the Lord had to go and he met her. Well, she was amazed at him. That's what we talked about last week. So I asked the question last week, does, does he amaze you? But I left out part of the story. And there was a time where Jesus was looking at her. And in John chapter four, he said, God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in the spirit and in truth. Yes, he forgave her. Yes, he gave her a story, but he also taught her how to keep her attention on him. To worship in spirit and in truth. Right now, I get texts every day that go like this. Pastor Rick, I'm, I'm not doing so good. Pastor Rick, I'm not in the word. Pastor Rick, I'm losing my edge. I've even had pastors tell me, Pastor Rick, I'm doubting my call. I'm thinking about quitting. What's going on is that we're looking in the wrong direction. Uh, I remember recently I went home and my daughter recently showed me this TikTok thing, uh, which is is it was kind of unusual. It took me a while to figure it out. And I'm not on there much, but the other day uh, I went on there to, to look at her account. And while I was there, there was this girl and it was in the middle of all of my chaos, the noise, the problems. I had a really difficult day. And uh, so I was just trying to veg out. I don't know why we call it veg out because we're not eating vegetables. That's for sure. A lot of snacks. And uh, not reading good things. We're just trying to veg out. So this is why I was on TikTok. But this girl was there and she looked at the camera and this is what she said. She said, I've never taught the word. I have never led a devotion. I've never even led a small group. I've never been to Bible school. So I'm no expert on any of this. She said, but I do love the Lord. And let me show you a verse that I found today that refreshed me. It was at that time the worship started playing. And then she just read that verse. And in one second, this pastor who's supposed to be teaching people the word of God. I was immediately refreshed. And it hit me. Man, the word is food that people need to have right now. But they're not going to give their attention to him until they're in the spirit. And they're in truth. And I believe as a pastor, I'm, I'm concerned uh, because many of us, we we have slipped away from that. How about you? Is he amazing to you? Question from last week. 
this week? Do you have more attention on him or on your problems? He's a supreme being. He's a spirit. Uh, He sent his son who was perfect. If he wasn't spirit, he could not be perfect, nor infinite, nor eternal, nor independent, nor worthy of our worship. But he is. And we're not going to connect to him in the physical It's going to be spiritually done. And that means we have to set aside time to be with him. So New Life Church, I love you. I'm so proud of you guys. I know you love the Lord. I know it. I know you love the word and his presence. I know that. I know you love to worship. But in this COVID season and tension, Please, let's give our undivided heart to the Lord. Just like this song says. Look at the lyrics to this song. It says, God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. He does. But we don't unless we go to him. So right now we're running around trying to take care of everything without the person we love so much. So we're going to sing that song. And I just want you to get in the spirit and to become truthful. Let's settle some stuff with our Lord. And he's a good God. He's got big plans for us. But you can't do all this alone. So his worshipers, they worship in spirit and in truth. Let's do so right now.
I love that. I hope you connected with the Lord. I hope you were honest. I hope you did a search. I hope you found some things to put you right back 
for your eyes are fixed on the Lord. Be thou my vision. Uh, we want him to be right in the center of what we see instead of peripheral. Let's get that right this week. I think we can grow quickly. I think if you have lost your cutting edge, you can get it back quickly. In Jesus' name. Um, I want to say that uh, we have a lot of vision as a church and, and a lot of faithful people. Some of you have lost your jobs during this season, and so I'm not speaking to you right now, but I want to talk to everybody in our church. Let's be faithful to the Lord. You wouldn't even go to a restaurant and eat and just walk out. You, would, you have to consider uh, your portion of what you're going to give, even with your, your tip. And it's so discouraging that a lot of times a waitress or a waiter, a server, would not want to even be at a restaurant after church on a Sunday morning because so many Christians, they just, uh, they just slip out with just paying the bill. And, um, but I know that New Life Church is not wired that way. And uh, but I do want to say the needs are enormous. And um, somebody sent me a picture. It wasn't a name, but they sent me a picture of someone who just gave a cash app, uh, just gave $10. Might have been 20, could have been five, but it was, a, it, was, it was nothing enormous that would save the church, but it was just faithful people. And then we have people who tithe and people who give above that. I just want to ask for everybody to do their part during this season. It's a little scary. Uh, for our church, and it's a little scary at home. I get that. So there's a lot of different ways that people give, and um, a lot of people give uh, online. We call it recurring giving. It's the best for us. If you have never signed up for that, please do so now. We're so encouraged by how many people are doing that in this season. That's the reason why we're able to stay strong enough to, to have some of our vision alive and active. And then all the ways to give are right there. But let's just pray over that. And then I'm going to go right into praying a prayer of blessing over all of you. If you want to stand up in your living room, if that's where you are or wherever you may be, um, let's just bow our heads and pray over the offering. And then I'm going to go into a prayer of blessing. Thanks a lot for loving the Lord. Let's go to him again. Lord, I thank you for being with us. Thank you, Lord God, for the offering that people are giving. Lord, I ask that you bless it. We love you, Lord. Teach us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Keep us strong during these days. Lord, I pray that anyone who has gotten off track, those who are not right with you, those that need to make a decision for you, Lord, I pray that they'll repent and turn to you right now. Lord, there's so many people that, that, um, that do love you, but they've lost their way. We repent and turn back to you. Many need to make a commitment to your name, God. What a, what a great season to get saved, to be born again, to rededicate, to commit to you. So Lord, would you be a part of our lives? I pray, Lord, that your face will shine upon us. Give us joy, faith, hope, love all the days of our life. Lord, I pray that we'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Lord, I pray that we'll seek you all the days of our life with faith. 
And again, Lord, let us gaze upon you to fix our eyes upon you during this season. Anyone who is discouraged at the sound of my voice, Lord, give them life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you have any prayer requests or you have any needs, please let us know. And I'm just thankful to be one of the pastors on this staff. God bless all of you. Let's have a great week.